Welcome to the Thrive Retirement Planning Podcast, where we help you design a retirement and life you love. I'm your host and retirement planning specialist, Carl Wolston. I'm the founder of Thrive Retirement Planning, and this podcast was created to address, integrate, and simplify eight critical components that I believe every successful retirement plan needs to include. Often we see retirees and financial professionals may address one, two, maybe three of these components, but it takes all eight to really give you that confidence for a truly successful and thriving retirement. The goal of this show is to reduce your anxiety about retirement, get answers on Social Security, and design a plan to replace your income. We want to help you take steps to protect and grow your investments and ethically reduce your retirement taxes. Welcome to the show today, everybody. So glad you are with us. So excited that the the show is just growing week in and week out. More and more people are listening to the show. If it's your first time here, welcome. If you're back here for seconds or thirds or even more, uh, welcome back. Today, we're going to be talking about taxes. Uh, a few weeks ago, I did a, a show on how to reduce retirement taxes. It's one of the the top shows in our archives right now. And so I wanted to expand a little bit on this and, and start creating this foundation for for all of you who are listening, that you become, you really have this foundation of how taxes are going to work in retirement. It doesn't mean that you're not going to have a tax expert, but that you get informed, that you get a basic understanding, a foundational understanding, so that when you're putting your retirement plans in place, when you're transitioning into retirement, when you are in retirement, you can talk intelligently about this and catch things because sometimes the people that we hire do not catch what we want them to catch. And so today's show is all about the three different ways retirement assets or investments are taxed. So many investors and retirees as they hit retirement can get shocked by the tax bill. And there's a variety of ways people can get shocked. Hopefully today we'll start to unveil a little bit of these uh, things. Obviously it can't be comprehensive uh, today about the all the ways we're shocked, but one of these foundational pieces for minimizing taxes to retirement is is knowing the three different primary ways retirement and assets and investments uh, can be taxed. And when you understand how these investments and assets can be taxed, it can really help you make some vital decisions about how you plan your retirement income, which assets you pull some from first. You pull from your taxable accounts, your tax-free accounts. Do you pull from your IRA or 401k? Do you? Um, how can you pay less to Uncle Sam? Most people are willing to pay their fair share to Uncle Sam, but don't at the end of the year, don't say, you know what, I feel like donating to Uncle Sam. Most people don't do that. And this can also help to reduce your retirement anxiety. And I did a show on that just a couple of weeks ago, which you can... Uh, find a link in the notes. So let's talk first about uh, understanding your tax brackets because that's a basic understanding. If you have that, then we can get into the three ways assets are taxed. So when you're understanding tax brackets, there's really, it's depending on how you file your taxes, for example, single or married filing jointly, the, the amount of income you have you're going to pay a different percentage of that income in taxes, and and most people understand that. But what people don't understand is how this progressive tax system in the United States works, meaning that 
every dollar you earn isn't taxed at the same rate. Sometimes believe that they're if they're in the 22% tax bracket or the 24% tax bracket, it's just simply that's the, the how they're being taxed. Well, a progressive tax system works differently. So for example, if you're filing jointly in 2021, for example, you're going to pay 10% in tax up to 19750 so 19750 So 10% is in that first 19750 Then from 19751 uh, up to 80250 you're going to pay 12% tax on that amount if you're married filing jointly. And then it goes from 80, 251 to 171, 22%, and then 24% is from 171 up to 326. I'm not going to get into the exact numbers, but you get the ballpark. So the bottom line is that when you find yourself in the 22% tax bracket, it's the next income you earn that falls in the 22%. Not all the previous income is taxed at 22%. Does that make sense? So we're a progressive tax system. But the reason this is important is because there are a number of strategies that can be employed during retirement to proactively address taxes. So for example, if you believe tax rates may be going up, met with a client this last week and we had a conversation about it. And as we talked about it, you know, it doesn't matter if you're a Republican or a Democrat, or where you find yourself on the on the perspective of taxes, most likely taxes are going to be going up in the future. And if you believe that, then you have to think about as you move into retirement, especially before age 72, you're starting to think of, okay, how do I get maybe some of my IRAs get taxed on this money where I'm at, especially if your income is lower for a few years. So there's a lot of strategies you can do around this, but I don't want to make this too complex, but I think there's one other piece that, that that you need to understand and that we all need to understand is about taxable income. And this is the amount, taxable income, if you look on your tax return, taxable income is the amount that determines your tax bracket. So it's figured by determining your adjusted gross income, and you'll see that, uh, AGI, and then AGI, they subtract all the deductions out, and that includes... Um, either your itemized deductions or the standard deduction, whichever is greater. And then that gets down to the basics of taxable income. And when you understand kind of the basics of how the system works like this, then you can start to make plans around uh, your tax brackets and the three ways assets are, are taxed in retirement. So let's get into it. So the first way assets are taxed in retirement is your your taxable accounts and investments. And a couple of examples of this is like your bank, a bank account or a taxable brokerage account. And the tax treatment with these is, this is after tax money. This is money you've already earned and you've paid taxes on and then you put it in your bank account or you put it into a taxable brokerage account and it's taxes earned. So this means that like, in your bank account, if you have a bank account or CD and you earn interest on that, well, you're going to pay that. That's going to go t- towards your ordinary income. And that flows down to that taxable income, which will impact your tax bracket. So another example is your taxable brokerage accounts. 
These are more complex and have more moving parts, and there's several ways they're taxed. So if you earn interest, you're going to pay taxes on that. If your investments that you have in that taxable brokerage account produce dividends, they're going to be characterized as either qualified or non-qualified dividends. And the qualified dividends, which are most common, are taxed at lower long-term capital uh, capital gains rates. So they're taken out of that taxable income and they don't impact your tax brackets. Well, but there's also non-qualified dividends, which will be taxed as ordinary income. Okay, so understanding that your taxable accounts um, can, can impact your tax brackets. And uh, depending on how uh, dividends are classified, uh, how interest is credited, as well as um, understanding that if you own single stocks or mutual funds, you know, and depending on a single stock, uh, let's tackle that one first. As it as it grows, you won't pay tax on it. So you could have a year where a stock doubles or triples or over five years, but you're not going to be taxed on that until you sell that stock, and then it gets re gets reported. And when you sell the stock, if you own the stock for here's the kind of the magic um, the magic number or the determining factor here, if you own the stock for one year or less, it will be taxed as ordinary income. But if you hold it for more than a year, that's 366 days or more, it's going to be taxed as long-term capital gain rates. So sometimes if you have a stock and you need to liquidate uh, out of a taxable account for some cash flow or uh, you know an emergency or a vacation or whatever, um, it can make a big difference uh, what you sell inside that taxable account. Um, and if you sell the stuff that you've had over a year, longer than a year, then it's going to be taxed differently. So this is really important stuff to understand. So mutual funds um, can report gains or losses. Um, and that can certainly come down to your um, to impact you as well as um, your your dividend income uh, from from mutual funds. So you have all that stuff moving around, but the bottom line is is that um, you're you're in these taxable accounts. Their taxes earned, um, and then but there's some stuff within those taxable brokerage accounts that are not taxed every year. They're taxed when uh, something occurs, like selling that stock. But then it can be taxes either um, either just your ordinary income if you've owned it less than a year or if you've owned it more than a year, it can go down to your capital gains rate. So those are all kind of important things to understand. But the bottom line is that there's taxable accounts and broker and taxable brokerage accounts, and those are taxed as you go along for the most part with some pieces they're tying into to capital gains. The second part of taxes... Um, as the in the ways assets and investments are taxed in retirement is your tax deferred investments and examples of these are like your 401ks and IRAs. So money put into these accounts are before tax. So we've all we've, many of you have like a 401k through work or have had multiple 401ks for different employers, and money gets deducted from your paycheck, put directly into the, that 401k before you ever see it. So it's before tax. And the government allows us to also grow tax deferred. But then, of course, the government's going to get their money eventually. It's taxed upon withdrawal. 
withdrawal. And when you pull that money out, then it's taxed as ordinary income. No long-term capital gains there, just as ordinary income. So tax-deferred accounts don't make you report gains, dividends, and interest inside of that account each year, right? That's kind of like it's protected. It grows tax-deferred. And as long as the money stays inside the account, uh, that you can sell investments, you can do things inside of that 401k or IRA, and it does not impact your tax bottom line. But as you start withdrawing money out of your accounts to create retirement income, this money is taxed as ordinary income and goes down and impacts your tax bracket. So even if you don't need the money for retirement income, at age 72, the government forces us to take what they call RMDs or required minimum distributions. And uh, I was meeting with clients last night and they weren't uh, aware of RMDs. And there's many uh, investors, many individuals who are moving towards retirement who don't understand this. But as you get to 72 and you have these tax deferred investments like a 401k, IRA, 403b, 457, all these tax deferred accounts, you are required to take these RMDs, a specific amount, and there's a specific formula you go through. And if you do not take it out, you'll owe up to 50% tax, 50% on the amount you should have withdrawn. So this is something you want on your radar. You have to. Uh, you need to make sure it's part of your plan. Also, just as a side note, if you have several tax-deferred accounts, maybe a couple IRAs, still have a 401k, those types of things, you can determine the RMD uh, well, I'm going to take that 401k part. If you have several IRAs, um, depending on kind of what you have, in many cases you can combine and, and say this is what my total RMD is and just take it out of one account. But once once again, um, talks to a tax professional, financial advisor about the specifics on those various accounts. Number three, um, tax-free assets. So account examples is like your Roth 401k um, a, a Roth IRA cash value insurance. Let's talk about these tax-free assets. So we've talked about taxable, we've talked about uh, tax-deferred, and now we're talking about tax-free assets um, and potential investments. So these are like your Roth, uh, Roths either in a 401k, an IRA, or cash value insurance. So the money is put into these accounts after tax, meaning you've paid tax on it, then you put it in. It can grow tax-deferred, which is great, and it can often be then taken out tax-free. Uh, in uh, Roth IRAs, there's some rules around these. There's some five-year rules, some things to be aware of. Also, in like cash value insurance, you're most likely not going to take a withdrawal. You're going to be taking a loan. And those loans uh, generally never have to be paid, paid back as long as you stay within the guidelines. And that's how it's tax-free. So there's some rules to play with these various accounts and know how they play. But in retirement planning, tax-free investments... And financial vehicles can be powerful tools. They can allow families to have income, meaning you're pulling money out of like a Roth IRA, yet you pay no tax on that money. So that in turn can reduce Social Security taxes because you don't have, uh, that doesn't count towards towards income or your ordinary income or um, in Social Security what they call provisional income. It also can keep you in a term current tax bracket or even lower your marginal tax rate, lower you into lower tax brackets because a portion of your income is coming from these tax-free financial vehicles and they don't get reported as income. Cash value insurance is that same place. So the tax-free assets can be a great part of planning tool, whether you're younger or as you're 
um, as you're getting towards retirement, converting to some of these can be a powerful tool to diversify income. Um, You have to be smart about it. You want to work with a professional or if you're a do-it-yourself or you really look into how these things are done and there's a lot of different rules to play around with and to understand so you can stay in those guidelines. But the, the action steps that I would like you to be thinking about is as you, as you better understand how various investments and retirement plans will be taxed, uh, it empowers you. It, it gives you control and it, it helps you create comprehensive strategies that can minimize tax create peace of mind for you, and withdraw your assets for income. So determining which accounts to pull from first can be a very important part of your retirement plan. We do that at Thrive Retirement Planning with every person we work with. We're looking, okay, here's the the pieces. How do we put these pieces together to maximize income, uh, to minimize a loss of potential, um, the marketplace, um, how do we still grow and invest and, and outpace inflation? All these things need to be put as part of uh, a comprehensive retirement plan. So what I what I do is invite you to act on what you've learned and create a retirement income plan that takes into account taxable, tax deferred, and tax free status of your investments and assets. You can you can do this solo uh, or with a, to- a team that includes like a, a fiduciary comprehensive planner like us at Thrive Retirement Planning. Uh, and of certainly a tax professional who's forward-looking who's going to help you um, sort through these things. So I'd invite you to, uh, if you if you have an advisor or you don't have an advisor, I'd, I'd invite you to set an appointment with us up at Thrive Retirement Planning, either in person or virtually, and we can just get to know each other. Simply call 801-810-8434. We're about 20 minutes north of Salt Lake City in Farmington, Utah, nestled right up against the mountains, uh, you can also go to thriverp.com. That's their website, Thrive Retirement Planning. That's thriverp.com. And you can click on the Get, get Started there and to learn more about our process, what we do, we, we use a system called the Thrive by Design Retirement System. Uh, we, we can also help you make Social Security decisions, help you create an income plan, create a plan for protecting your investments as you approach retirement. Uh, maybe you're within four or five years uh, even within six or seven or eight years, as you get close to retirement, you want to be thinking about preserving those assets because the last thing you want to have happen is the market tank like it did in 2008 and at other times. And then all of a sudden people have to change their retirement plans because they have a lot less money. So be thinking about that, how you preserve your assets. And then also we certainly help people with their investments. So thanks for being here on the show today. Appreciate you being here and invite you uh, to come back next week. See you later. Bye-bye. Carl Wolston is an investment advisor representative of Retirement Wealth Advisors, an SEC registered advisor. Thrive Retirement Planning and RWA are not affiliated. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with professionals specialized in fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. 
Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are not offered by retirement wealth advisors.